You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. Bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement to the world. 24 hours a day. The power of the Christian testimony. Join the God Movement. Hi, everyone. I'm Barbara Beck, host of Welcome Home on Good Life 45. And you're listening to my good friends, Fritz, Mike, and Tina, right here on God Stories Radio. Bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement to the world through the power of the Christian testimony. Keep listening for a big blessing from the Lord. Welcome, everyone, to God Stories Radio. This is session 193. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. Ah, Thursday night. And we're here. Under the lights, we're here. It's cold. It is cold. But it is warm in here. Thank you, Jesus. Not as cold as up north. Oh, I know. I just... Whoa. My heart goes out to them. I just cannot imagine. I could... No, I mean, I I lived and shoveled snow in those temps, but not anymore. Yeah, you're from Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know all about it. I do. That's why I'm in Florida. Yeah, looks just as pretty from down here. Yes, it does. That's the voice of Jess, Jeff Jess Pappenheim. Pappenheim. Yeah, it's my Not evil Jess. twin. Yeah. It's your alter ego. Break. That's it, everybody. Yes. Jeff Pappenheimer. Good evening. In the house tonight. Yes. And he's going to be, he's bringing us something tonight. Yeah. Something. Yeah. He, we'll see what pulls up. He has failed to. He said he well, threw I got a, a little bit of something out of him. Threw a few things against the wall to see what yeah. stuck, but yeah. God kept changing the plan. As always, buddy. You know it, so. But anyway, what's going on over there, Mikey? Um Huh? Wait until Sunday. Oh, fooled me with that one. Uh-huh. Super Bowl <laughs> weekend. Super Bowl weekend for Mikey. That's He's right. excited. The I ha- am. The helmet was a dead giveaway, Michael, that you're ready for the Super Bowl. Are you going to wear that all the way till Sunday? What? The shirt? The helmet. The helmet? Yeah. They can't see you. I'm just describing what you look like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just waiting. Oh, my God. I, it's been, it, it has. It, two, these two weeks of waiting is something else, but okay. A couple more days. Mark Sinclair has joined us on the Mixer. Welcome, Mark. Sorry, I missed you, Mark. I know. He could have been sitting right here. And you know what, Mark? You ended up, I made us a pot of coffee, and you walked out without any fresh bean. Oh, man, it's pretty I'm good, sorry. Mark. It was good. <laughs> Mikey, uh, he stepped in for you. That's what brothers do. That's right. So, uh, babe, how you doing over there? Oh, I'm doing great. Oh. I don't know. I guess that was great. Is that great? She's smiling at me. Uh huh. All right. It's like smiling. I wait till the show's over. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those husband wife things. I know nobody out there can relate. <laughs> uh, I, I do have a message for you guys, though. Need some prayer. <laughs> um. So uh, I got a call from our friend, Barbara Beck, and um, she wanted me to wish you both, um, you know, say hello to you both and wish you both the best. And she's still listening to God Stories Radio, and she just wanted to encourage us that she looks forward to each episode. I mean, she said she can't listen the day of the podcast, but she listens thereafter and she's always excited to get the next episode. So I thought that was really nice of her to encourage us like that. And um, if we were a bunch of chumps, I think she would have stopped listening a long time ago. (laughs) Well, maybe we still are a bunch of chumps, but (laughs) 
<laughs> but nevertheless, I wanted to pass it along. Well, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Barbara. Barbara, means, we love you. a lot. She's, we really, really do. I just love Barbara Beck and everything she stands for. Right. Absolutely. And every time we play that intro, uh, her voice just brings a smile to my face. Yeah. Does absolutely. it, does it for you? It, it does for me. It does for me too, because, um, from the time I met her, I felt a very strong spiritual connection with her and, um, she just feel she just feels like a friend, you know, every time, um, we talk and, um, She's just really warm and kind, and I just so appreciate her more than she probably knows. <laughs> I'll use the word she's real. She is. Oh, yes. you betcha. And a very big part of the GSR family. Thank you, Barbara, for everything you do and for listening and praying and taking time out of your busy schedule to to encourage us. Yes. Yep, Thank absolutely. you. Thank you so much. You. We for, appreciate it. For all the listeners out there who've been praying for us, we really thank you ask that you would please continue to cover us in prayer. And um, we have some other prayer requests. I really apologize that I didn't remember last week. Sometimes I get distracted. I can't imagine why with these two. Uh, but sometimes... Three tonight. You're in trouble, babe. <laughs> but sometimes I get distracted. And um, I just wanted to make sure everybody's still praying for Danielle, who is... Um, was diagnosed with colon cancer and she is really fighting hard and, you know, just keep her in your thoughts and your prayers and for healing and a speedy recovery and uh, remission. You bet. And let's pray for Dan as well, because yeah. uh, that brother is burning the candle at both ends, yes. man. He's got a, <clears throat> he's got a job that where he helps other people with their mess and he's got a, you know, deal with um his wife being sick i just it's uh just amazing lord give him strength absolutely mm -hmm. we just love mm -hmm. them absolutely and um just asking all of you who've just been keeping up with everything that's going on in the news um unfortunately because i don't have television a lot of my news actually comes from facebook um but i just want you know a lot of you know what's going on with um some of the laws that have been changing and so forth. I'm just asking you to pray for our children. Just keep them lifted up in prayer because I feel like the enemy is attacking our kids. They're, he's attacking children specifically. And um, we it's our responsibility to stand in the gap for them and pray for them. So if you're a praying person, I just ask that you would, you know, get on your get on your knees for these kids. Pray for them. Thank you. Amen to that. Amen to that. And I the women you. have to make that decision to yeah. go that way. Yeah. I mean, there's no condemnation. You know, there's forgiveness for whatever choices you've made in your life. I mean, I've I've talked very publicly on um, in my testimony about choices that I made. But it's, you know, you have to live with it for the rest of your life. You can't erase it. You can't take it away. And then you never know what that person would have been. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's so anti-God. God is a creator. He's the author of life. You know, everything that's being done right now in New York, it's just like, it's like being the author of death. Yeah, if it doesn't break your heart, then... Yeah, you don't have much conviction in my book. I'll tell you what, if you're paying attention at all to what's going on in the world today, it it should absolutely break your heart. Yeah. It does me. It does. I'm telling you. Yeah, I agree. I know it's a sad topic, but, you know, we can't bury our heads in the no. sand. No, as absolutely Christians, not. we have to, to unite. We have to pray and and be strong. I mean, this is the time people need Christ more than ever. Agree. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, over to Mikey. Well, I, something I wanted to uh, bring up last week as well. Um, we had a uh, message from David Andrichuk, one of our listeners. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. And he messaged us and he said that he was going to be visiting Orlando in the fall. And he says, maybe I'll stop by and give my testimony. I've Man, been praying about it. Please pray for me to have the courage to do so. 
I know I can write in or call, but I would rather be there in person. And so wouldn't we. So, David, we're waiting. <laughs> Contact us and put your, your name in for that time when you're going to be in Orlando. Amen to that. Yep, that's pretty exciting. Oh, that's fantastic. Man, I just love to get those letters. Mm-hmm. How encouraging is that? That's awesome. Yeah. What you got, babe? Facebook likes. All right. Ah. Drum roll. Okay. Thank you. Um, so we want to say thank you to Alex Johnson. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex, for liking us on Facebook. And Lorelai Haynes. Uh, Lorelai, I think uh, they were on uh, Mixler last week. Oh, very cool. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, Lorelai. Appreciate thank you for it. liking us on so Facebook. So much. Welcome to the GSR family. Yes. And Maricela Rivera Garrison. Oh, welcome. Thank you for liking us. us. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. And if you have not done so yet from wherever you are, if you can do so, please like us on Facebook. Fritz gets a little (laughs) under the weather. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Facebook's such a good good way to to keep in touch with the GSR family because I know that I can put a prayer request on there and people Uh just go to town. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I just love that. It's wonderful. He loves that. I do love that. (laughs) Did I mention that? I love that. Mm. Fantastic. Well, Mikey, who do we have sitting over there? We have left of you. Our brother in Christ, Jeff Pappenheim. Yes, we do. And he set up, I asked him when he came in tonight, you know, why did you contact us a couple, about a month or so ago to set this up? And he says, "Ah." and he said there was a word. And, um, he said, rest, he mentioned the word restoration. And I texted him the other day to see if he was uh, ready for tonight. And he wrote me, and I'm looking forward to seeing what direction the Spirit leads me because I've thrown a few thoughts against the wall to see what will stick. God continues to show me something different. It's going to be a good time. So, our brother. Jeff Pappenheim. Jeff Pappenheimer in the house, man. Yay, me. (laughs) Great to be back on uh, God Story Radio, guys uh, and lady. Uh, I just threw a general term on there. Like I did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I wanted to come on here. Um, This is the beginning of uh, the new year for me and uh, for all of us. But uh, I kind of want to be the first to announce to you all into this God Story Radio because without god in my life today would not have happened um i'm officially off opioids after wow. 10 years. yeah wow congratulations wow and i know it was hell for him to go through i mean a little little bit here a little yeah. bit there a little bit here a little bit there wow i mean what an improvement from when he just came to give his testimony right I mean, you, yeah i was you, detoxing pretty you bad were this suffering past that year. night, bro i'm yeah. telling you what man i uh, i can't you know god bless you i'll tell you what yeah, those that uh, when you hear the opioid crisis, uh, mine unfortunately was due to a stroke uh, and was prescribed for chronic pain was the opioid uh, fentanyl that you hear about. I was on that for about seven years, weaned myself from that. I, I think we covered this last time. Uh, I don't want to dwell on actually what that was. I want to dwell on truly what, as I, Mike said, restoration and uh, restoration begins with the thought of wanting to better oneself to restore so uh i've been 10 years pretty much restoring a human body to a point of where you're seeing it today functioning walking talking as literate as i could possibly be and um just a person full of life again and uh it wasn't an easy story uh um an easy path Uh, like i say i did have the stroke and i was paralyzed i crawled back from there um, I saw you bend down for a shoe tie. Tonight. That was it, buddy. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah, and, lopped and, right can, on over there and tied him up. You can take a look at his face and you can see the difference. Oh, big time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's big a, time. there's a big weight taken off. Um, not a weight that is, uh, it's the drug itself becomes your crutch, your weight that you carry through life. And you are numb to every aspect of your life. I didn't realize how deep I was addicted until I started coming off. And the coming off was uh, the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. Uh, we dropped down doses every two weeks to kind of get me out of, you know, the op- opioid out of my system. But 10 years of taking it, it's 
embedded in my every cell. So we have got to uh, get rid of that. And that's restoring my body to what it was. Um, well, I mean, I can remember uh, back at uh, boot camp, Wild at Heart boot camp a few years ago. And you had to, you had to use a uh, electric wheelchair. They had to get one there for you. Yes. In order to get around. Yep. And, and, and today, I mean, wow. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's an incredible journey to go down, but uh, I kind of looked at, at my life and especially in this last real month, because my mind has become a lot clearer that I've dropped the opioid out of my system. So you begin thinking clear. Um, I'm finally tasting food. I'm smelling things that I I haven't smelled in 10 years. Uh, And it's exciting. I mean, it is kind of when you guys ask what I'm going to talk about. Right. God starts, you know, we are that book. And I'm, in a sense, fortunate. I got a blank book now. I don't, I can't go back to what I did, which is hospitality. I can't go forward in what I'm doing because it's going to kill me eventually. Uh, you know, the restoration handyman work, which is great, good physical work. Hence, I could bend over yoga. Shout out to my still like uh, yoga people. Uh, but that was, um, the building of me again. And, uh, like I think now is the opportunity to open yourself, myself up and say, you know what, let's begin this new chapter. Let's start looking at the stroke and what it took from you and look what it gave to you. And as you know, three years into the stroke, I did come to Christ and, uh, he's the one that saves as you go through devastation in life no matter what it is a a death of a friend uh, a stroke heart attack uh, cancer there are things inside of you that you will never believe the strength you'll find which which is the is the design god has put inside of us god gave us that right to life that Mm -hmm. that will to live that excitement of life um synthetically it was mass for 10 years of my life it just suppressed my mind to not feel not have emotion not feel my pain that was nerve pain which god designed the body perfectly sin broke the body but god can restore the body if allowed synthetically i was in this mask of well i didn't feel it so i'm not addressing it now i feel it i'm addressing it and i'm growing from it um you you had said uh, a few, a minute or two back about after three years in, after the stroke, God found you. Yes. All right. Myself, um, it took a pit experience yep. to where God found me. Ritz. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. You don't know yeah, when, I mean, uh, you know, as I said, I'm recovering Lutheran, but I knew nothing of God in a relationship. I just knew God existed. I should fear him and not try to break those 10 words that were on the, or 10 Man. verses on the, you know, the commandments on the wall. Just that was my job. 15 fell away. But when God finds you, he's going to let you know who you belong to. He will, he will limit you useless with yourself and let you know apart from him it is impossible to do what you want because you're going to fail every time. Mm-hmm. I learned through my life, even with a stroke, I was only going to get as better as I push myself to be. That's what God wants from us. God doesn't want a Christian to show up on church on Sunday and praise him and just say, I love you, Christ. And then walk out and be just the regular nine to five Joe every day of his life and forget his Christian values. What God did through me, you know, three years into it was just say, you know what, Jeff, you are a broken human. What that body physically can't do, I can do through you in different ways. So it began the restoration of Jeff first spiritually, which was a disaster. So I began the spiritual walk of finding Christ through my relearning to be a human. You know, what what drove me to say, I'm going to be better tomorrow and it was the thought you know god keeps his promises i saw it time and time again with guys we ran into you know mike me you know even fritz but you know eight years ago there's guys we prayed over that have come you know come so far and come through christ and are living this this true joy of life and once you get that spiritual 
healing beginning, it's going to hurt like hell because you're got to get rid of all your luggage that you've been carrying. Even as a guy with a stroke, I laid in a bed and I said, you know, I'm going to climb a mountain again. I'm going to go skydive again. I'm paralyzed and I'm thinking these things. And one, two, three years later, you're still getting discouraged. But God continually promises that your journey isn't where you're seeing it to be, but to trust in him to take you on that journey of fulfillment, you know, and I'm happy to say, you know, it's 10 years of addiction that is going to end today that, you know, I no longer have to go show up to get my medicine, to have it prescribed, to have a pharmacist see me. Um, but it's more just, I have my mind back. God, God intended the body to work in its natural sense. We are, we are in flow, man. It's a, it goes up one side, comes down the other. It's an even flow and God wants that of us. And that's when you're in that sink of God, spirit, mind, body, and your flow is going, you know it. It got, people say it's the Holy Spirit, but that's just Christ alive inside of us. Mm-hmm. And we start living that that true light. Your life will shine and be brighter than you can. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're saying, the world's a bad place. I spent 10 years out of the world. I did Jeff rehab and it was odd coming out a, a month ago, really f- clear minded and running into people that I have nothing to in common now they don't talk they're in introverted they're just not the people i remember 10 years ago so i have to adjust to that which i'm a bubbly happy person and you know you said you had luggage i guess that's fancy baggage that's yeah. fancy baggage, buddy yeah. okay. pound suit. i just want to clarify that uh-huh. not regular bag no, jeff, well, jeff had luggage, luggage. also when, luggage. When, when, when god brings you into that darkness and takes you to that place he wants you to 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 know who you are but also to know who you are in him and it it took a a little while on my walk to you know because i was what's going on here you know where is this where is that what's going on and and it took me a little bit to learn that but (laughs) i think it both of us, Mikey, we're hard-headed mules, man. Uh-huh. I mean, we all we're hardwired for that success yeah. of life. Our, right. And we're we're forgetting our, how our success is to be judged. We judge our success on everything we see around us to make us a person. Right. But we have to for we forget that the person God created is that person. That in itself is the perfection of God's creation. Sin will destroy it with the need for more the need of that, the need to feel that, you know, you you wipe out everything that distracts your mind from God and you see how beautiful God is in his own, in his own sense. But the distraction of every little thing around you is going to drive you plain ape. Yeah. The Lord doesn't give a rip about your status. Doesn't care, buddy. No, he does not. And he will take every single stitch of it away from you. Yep. And replenish it 10 times over. I lost everything from the stroke 10 years ago. I have a house now. Me and my wife's relationship is stronger than I could ever imagine, only because you learn for better or for worse I real tell quick. You, shout out to your wife. Uh-huh. Amen. Absolutely. She is a trooper. She was, yep. buddy. I wish she'd and, come on here and And through and through what you went through, she was right there yeah. along with you. Never left her side. You. I mean, that that shows you right there. Right. And that's it is um I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Uh, honestly, she is my rock, my lifesaver, my the the person I would cling to. In fact, now I get anxiety for out large places, a lot of noise, kind of still overwhelms me. But I can look in her eyes, and that's why I say, you know, stop. And just she, I can look at her, and it all goes away. And I'm just like, you know, that's what God wanted from us. You know, we all think we got to be better for ourselves, but we have to think we need to be better for others. And to give unselfishly of oneself is to give unselfishly completely. You just don't hold back. And my wife proved that, that even though she was thrown a husband at a year into marriage to feed, clothe, change, uh, bed, bathroom, shower, she took on the role of everything, caregiver, nurse, and still maintained a work. Um that strength that I could, I, I, I survived a stroke, that strength. 
but to see that characteristics of a human to a human, it, it breaks them. You know, it just says, wow. It's probably why the father chose the word help. He, yes. That's the true definition yeah, it is. Is. of the biblical term. <laughs> I read a thing, you know, it's never 50, 50. It's usually 80, 20, 20, 80, right. 64. There's never an marriage is a hundred percent. It isn't the, you give 80, it's give that hundred, no matter where you are in that, you know, even if you're disagreeing, remember God put you together for a reason. I've learned, I've, uh, coming out the, uh, um, with the detox, I was real angry, real quick. Um, I just didn't have the control to just stop, you know, what I was doing. Uh, my mind went a million miles an hour. And, uh, I had to learn before I spoke is to, is it worth saying, you know, is this, and I was angry, like, you know, just that like papal crumbling or somebody chewing. I'm just like, why is this driving me crazy? And you have to think, is this worth just saying anything? Is it worth inciting miscommunication at the least? And then the biggest, a resentful fight over something non-essential to your life. And uh, I've learned, uh, you know, slow it down and just enjoy the ride. I think true commitment is realizing you have to get to the root of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, instead of just, you know, blurting it out. But yeah. you realize there's something underlying, something mm -hmm. down there that's that's really ticking you off. Yeah. And, and that you got to get to that source. You know, that was the stroke. Um, yeah. I was never an angry, real angry person before the stroke. Um, it, it, with death, you know, the, in the stroke, there was a death in my brain. There's all the symptoms of PTSD. The, the side effects of stroke are very similar to on those lies. So there is aggravation because your mind doesn't think, you know, I want to be having a conversation with everybody, but. I got one at a time. That's why I'm good on radio. Nobody else can look and talk and there's no noise. Just me, us guys. So <laughs> that's it's right. It's a perfect forum. Plus I look great. So I mean, everybody <laughs> no out face there. face for radio. Yep, we have faces for radio. That's yes, it, we do. But Latina um, looks good. Yeah. But it makes me also think of, you know, restoration and, and restoring. What does that mean? A uh, aggressively or actively searching to be better. And that's with our churches. What are our churches trying to do to us today? You know, we look at church as our sanctity to learn about Christ, to grow in Christ. A lot of churches today are nurturing a new Christian, but not nurturing a spiritual health. And in order for Christians to grow, we've got to grow spiritually and get hungry for the word. I mean, it's great hearing, hearing the love of Christ in the beginning, but I like to hear it. Like me, eight years later, am I as thirsty? No, I'm more. I want that. I want to know, you know what's the next big thing with Christ. Put the faith and trust in him. Let him carry the burdens of my worry, anxiety, stress, and fear to tomorrow. Because I don't need it. <laughs> it ain't going to do me a bit of good. So, um, You got enough to concentrate on without having to, oof. to deal with that. And then God's going to equip you for something. That's it. But, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, through our journeys, it, it I kept going to Psalms 23 always of, you know, just bring me to that pasture. I mean, I'm freaking out. I'm going through my valley of death. And I saw, went to places people shouldn't go. You know, there was suicide, not attempted, but had thought. And that's how bad a drug can do to a human that even as a Christian, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm a Christian. Why am I thinking this? It's a drug. And even the drug was telling me, no, it's not me. And I'm like, oh, man. So it got bad, but I always clung to that, 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 those uh, verses of, you know, cling to what God promises. He'll watch over you. You don't need to do anything but lay there in that grass and just say, it'll wash over me. Let that rejoicing um, shepherd watch over you, protect you from all the things. In there. And if you get lost, he calls out to you and says, you know what? I'm here for you. And that's the comfort in my heart. Heart to take each you know every obstacle that's come along so it's kind of like this year it's like i'm starting 10 years of what it was to walk into today and just say you know what today starts a new day and that's what god gives us every day is you can do it i'm proof i'm a slug that went into that dirt crawled through it emerged became that uh cocoon and emerged now a butterfly so I'm excited to see where this next journey begins. And uh, wow, man, Jeff, 
I feel privileged to uh, to. I'm not. I'm sure I'm not the first to hear the declaration. But you are because I, I just came back from my doctor. Is that right? Yeah, wow. Buddy. So, yeah. <laughs> are you for real? Right there, such a You heard it right here on that GSR. Yes, you did. Hot <laughs> off the presses. <laughs> Last proclamation of health, baby. That's it. Sobriety. Whew. Well, as sober as I can be. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, but I mean, just the difference from when you were here giving your testimony a few months ago. I mean, you were suffering. It, well, yeah, he was cutting back on the, yeah, the opiate yeah, stuff. Yeah. But now he's totally off. Uh, yeah. No, when he bent down for the shoe tie, I knew something was. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, for was a robust happening. man, I'm re- I'm pretty nimble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do a nice pirouette. Come on, Tina. Where's the smile? At least for me, I'm on this oh, side I, of the table. I'm happy. I am very happy for you. I really am. Yeah. It, it, it's huge for me personally. It's just I I never thought I'd be saying I was an addict of something as terrible as the opioid um, of coding. It was absolute hell to get off of I, I can't believe how much it controlled my body my brain mm-hmm. even the pain i mean the pain's different now it's addressable well that's what they talk about with medications and drugs is it's not like it used to be it actually takes over functioning yes for for different things and so it's like your body has to figure out the pathways again in order to function you know it's it's not it's not as cut and dry and simple to just stop. It's like, this is why people have to kind of step down slowly and wean themselves off. Because if you just stop cold turkey, I don't know, you know, I what you could do dead. to yourself. Right. Well, mine was su- such an addiction. My body was so addicted. Even the small drops, I would feel like I had the, a severe flu for about 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Cold sweats, uh, muscle aches, the joints it was terrible mm-hmm. and the physical pain is one thing it's the mental part it strips your humanity away like i said for the i didn't know what things smelled like or tasted like mm-hmm. for 10 years it was wow. a fabricated muff of this head that i was carrying around so it sounds like they didn't medicate for the pain they medicated to suppress the suppress yes. of the, the brain yes Hence why I was weird before that. Now I'm normal. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey. Weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in good company, brother. Amen, buddy. I understand that. I, uh, I have very severe restless leg mm-hmm. and I was on, uh, uh, wasn't codeine, but codone, mm-hmm. a form of it for, uh, several years. Yep. And, and it, and it works. <laughs> oh, it works. It works really, really you just well. Don't be anything more than a vegetable right and i had to come off of that and uh i i didn't have it near the uh yeah the things that you did uh obviously but but i tell you what it was not easy no No. i I I can attest to that it's it's bizarre that one drug can literally control so much of a person that nothing else really mattered yeah but you know god's good and that's that's coming through it all is with you know restoration you need good foundation and foundation begins with christ i mean your foundation if you're standing on christ you have it all it just trust and obey it so you know enacting the trust and obeyment is a little harder than saying you know i have christ so i try to practice that daily well, our God's in the business of restoration for sure. Got that right. Um, Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, not only with your life, but with Colleen Sobeck. Yeah, right. Sobeck. Sorry, Shobeck. I always say her name wrong. Um, you know, he definitely did a lot of restoration in her life, too. Yes. And then, um, you know, everybody doesn't always live a crazy, wild life, but, you know, things happen to us in our journey and sometimes we need restoration for those things like when you think about last week when Sochi Elmore was giving her testimony and her brother passed away so suddenly and unexpected those are the types of things that you don't expect to happen somebody close to you in your family passes away and maybe you weren't prepared for it um Maybe it's not the way it normally should happen. Like if a child goes before a parent, Mm. um, 
you know, you're left to sort of deal with it and pick up the pieces. And honestly, if you don't have Jesus, I don't know how you do it. I I, I was hopeless. I, you know, like I said, Jehovah Witness knocked on my door and said, do you know God? And I said, I do, but not the God you're speaking of. And that began that journey. But um, with hopelessness, you need light. And uh, one thing that cannot exist is darkness if there is light. And it doesn't matter how dark, like I, like when I was thinking suicidal thoughts, the only thing I could think is if there was one speck of light, as dark as it is, that dark still can exist to its fullest, uh, fullest capacity. That's evil. If God is present, God, evil cannot exist. Evil is the absence of God. And God is the absence of evil so you're feeding one or the other and i i always fed god even in those dark times i still said god i love you i don't know why i'm thinking this way and at some point you say be still i know who i am don't know what you think you know because that's nothing <laughs> got that right you are i will prove you wrong again and again but i will enrich you greater than you think you will ever think you are and that's where we say, where's the richness of life? To me right now, it's tasting food, smelling air, looking at, at things differently, having a brain that isn't clouded by drugs and saying, you know, this, you know, sky is red. No, it's there's blue sky, green grass. It makes sense. <laughs> and now I'm on this voyage of reliving at 50, starting my life over. What's going to be the next chapter in my life? And uh, it's never too late to start. No. Oh, never that process of restoration. Boy, thank goodness. It. Yeah, I know, huh? I tell you, the end of this shift, buddy. Restoration. Right. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, yeah. you you answered my question, Jeff, because I was. I feel like there's somebody listening that uh, could be uh, going through a similar circumstance, and if you had a short. If you had a track or a bullet point playbook that you could uh, of advice that you could give somebody that's really struggling, that's it's in the pit right now, it's in in the despair mode. What did you do? I know, and you, you just really kind of answered that, yeah, but but reiterate that if you don't mind, and kind of give us, if you can, kind of a step one, step two of that process, if. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, um, I'm just uh, I, I, kind of what it is is stripping away your humanity. When when I was let go of the hospital, we lost everything. Me and my wife. It was just me and her. Um, we had family, but they were in Michigan, so we're isolated. Um, living out in Claremont, not knowing a soul, and she had to be in in house take care of people, so we didn't get to meet people too much. Um, the first thing I needed to do and all people need to do is communicate. You need, you need a conversation with anybody. You mentioned Facebook. That's an awesome, that became my tool because I could reach out to a person that had a stroke and said, you know, I'm feeling this way today. A regular person can't even fathom what a stroke brain goes through. It, it's a, deck of cards with six jokers and all those blank cards that you don't know what to do with. That's my deck of cards and you just keep pulling them out, trying to play them. And some work, some don't, but that's how life is. So the first is find support, no matter how small find support, even if it's just one person online that makes you feel a little better than who you are. Second is learn who you are, not who you want to be, who you are today. Because if you're thinking, got you know, like I was always like, I want to get better. So I want to do this. So until I stopped and said, I'm rushing through everything. I'm not accomplishing it. And I'm missing out on all the richness of the life around me. And uh, so it is, you know, find out who you are that day and try to make that a better person. Whether it's, you know, even a text message to somebody, be a nicer person. And when you start being nicer, you start feeling better. If you can make a person smile, even though you feel like crap, it still makes that person feel that good. That is so true, Jeff. That is so true. And, yeah. And that's 
compassion. You know, I got a servant's heart. I was get born with that. I love it. I love giving to people. I couldn't do that for 10 years. I had to give to me because I'm just building, 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 not focusing. I was kind to people, but now it's a, a different level. And it's that heart of Christ that says, you know, nobody's less than who I am because I was that person less than. Now, not homeless, but I felt like a slug on earth. But that's where you turn to God. And the first two things are important, but the third thing is spiritually find foundation in Christ. Find out who Christ is. If you don't know who he is, ask somebody that loves Christ. I'm not a a Jesus freak on the corner screaming with my Bible thumping. I'm your everyday Joe sludging through life. I have bad minutes, minute to minute. I have great minutes to minute, but you learn to celebrate who Christ is. And Mm -hmm. Christ will develop a character inside of you that you cannot control. And even a broken body like mine, paralyzed lung, leg, face, foot, still has come back. And now Christ shines brighter through me because I allowed that to vet to him to pour his love into me to overflow. And then, too, I think you learn how to praise him through the pain. Absolutely. You know, even when you aren't feeling, feeling it. And that's uh, every day I rolled out, you know, roll out of bed and it hurts. I'm in pain 24 seven, but there's a greater purpose for pain. The purpose of, of what I'm going through isn't for me to just suffer. It's to bring glory to God in some fashion. And it's brought me to my knees of saying, I can't do it now. Well, he, he, he uses it too, to grow us, you yeah. know, he, he puts us in situations, not for our comfort, but for our development and growth. Absolutely. And so even though that they're incredibly painful and they're hurting, you know, it's at that, those times that we tend to draw nearest to him. Chances are he's equipping you for something too. So, you know, Jeff can minister to people in that position right. where we couldn't, yeah, you know, cause we, we, we can't understand. Right. I was actually just yeah. talking about that to a really good yeah. friend of mine last weekend. You could empath or sympathize, but, or empathize. It's yeah. just, you can't go through that. Um, I got a, one guy that had a stroke pretty similar to mine lives up in Minnesota, which at 41 below zero right now. So Tom, Ooh. if you're on there, Hey buddy, uh, sorry, it's cold. It's 60 here. So I'm bundled <laughs> up, uh, but oh, it's balmy. Yeah. But I could talk to him about, things that you know i'll be you know like to you jump like, oh tina you know i got anxious when i went into a store you're like yeah i feel that way you know i get overwhelmed i'm like no you don't understand <laughs> it's a whole different like anxiety and it's a debilitating right now where i gotta learn how to adjust with it but you know that's god slowing me down to appreciate what's his and i uh, i can look back and appreciate what what mike went through in the months prior to me meeting him because when I came in uh, to that celebrate recovery that night and I told him I was tired, he'd been through it already. Mm-hmm. And, and so he, he, he was qualified to put his arm around me and say, I'm going to walk well, with you. That's what, that's what he does. That's what, why our uh, verse for God stories radio is second uh, Corinthians one, three and four. And that is, it is. That is. Uh, what's the verse Mikey? Yeah. It, paraphrase it. To give sure. the comfort that we received ourselves from Christ to others. That's paraphrasing it. A yeah, lot. amen to that. That's okay. Right. And but what you were what Jeff was saying before, if you don't have Jesus, you have no hope. That's right. And I, I'm telling you right now, what's taken me through these twelve years is, you know, he's given me hope. And if I didn't have that, who knows where I'd be. Right. Well, Christ exactly. is hope for sure. Amen to that. And Amen. he is light, like you said, yeah. as well. And, you know, there's still darkness out there, but if you can fill yourself up with the light, it can overpower the darkness. That's it. And, um, you know, addiction is not something that's just easy that you can usually tackle by yourself. Like you said, you have to have a support structure. I had a doctor. My doctor was every two weeks in me. So it was managed, which 
I could have went through a $5,000 day rehab for 21 days, but I don't have those funds and they forced me to do it. And you just buckle in and it is faith. It's the worst, worst thing you probably go through is detoxes. You, I was throwing up. I feel bad. I had a real weak stomach. I threw up on my dog. Oh, poor girl. She had used the bathroom in the house and I saw it. and was like, sorry, you're right. But the fact that you had presence of mind the whole time to to give God glory in all of that right. that suffering and pain, knowing you're going to come out the other side a better person and uh, spiritually better, physically better, and prepared for something exactly whatever that is. And, yeah, and if he didn't have Jesus, I don't think he would have made it through. Oh, absolutely not. No, there there would be no way. I know I wouldn't have. No, no, I, I can I, I can honestly I, there, sit here and say I yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> There's nothing no. that was keeping me keeping me where I was besides the words, "Be still, know I'm your I'm your God," and the promise that He is my God, and no matter where I'm at, He has me where I need to be. So why not enjoy where I'm at? You know, it's kind of like I I compare it to I used to I still do I love golfing, but I used to get in the golf cart and just rush through it. And, and, you know, like, oh, hit, 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 let's go fast, let's get here, let's get here. And I was wanting it to be done by the turn. And I'm like, why am I rushing through it? I'm not enjoying, first, the beautiful landscape, the hills, the grass, the sand bunkers, which I'm in a lot. But <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful way to spend a day. And then just out with your friends. I mean, just enjoying nature. And, yeah, you hit the ball now and again. And. It's a fun time, and uh, I always think of that every day when I wake up. Don't rush through the golf course because you're missing out on 18 holes of pure fun, a beautiful landscape. Somebody worked hard to do it. God gave us a golf course in a sense. Our life is that big golf course. He gave us a beautiful landscape. There's no doubt about it. It's everywhere, and you know we think our world's an ugly place, but turn off the TV, turn off the Facebook, and, and step aside and say, you know, how beautiful is the world God did, and you'll see everything is beautiful when you make it. And it's up to you to push that that in your mind to say, you know what, even in bad situations, I got to say good things. I'm a house that is a complete mess when you open the door, but the outside's painted up nice and pretty, you know? <laughs> Curb appeal has a lot going on here, buddy. <laughs> That's right. That's it. Well said, brother. Uh-huh. Wow. Fantastic. It's always a pleasure having you come hey, by. Hey, love it, guys. I, I, I was excited that I didn't know it was going to correlate today because I really wanted to do a, a new year, a new me, and, and that the new life with Christ of just, you know, wake up every day and, and try to have a new relationship with Christ or n- nurture that great relationship and say, let's take it to that. What are we going to do today with it, Christ? Where are we going to take that love, that light, and where are we going to put it? Because if you get it, it's hard to contain. It's a lightning rod. Got that right. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, I'm just uh, very honored that you chose to GSR as the platform for your Uh, announcement for the new year. That's it, buddy. Start. Heard it here first on God Stories Radio. God Stories Radio. There you go. Never become president. This is where it began. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making my official announcement. I knew that guy once. 2020 run. I'm. So I could I could stream through that field pretty uh, easy, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, thanks, guys. We uh, love um, you, man. That about wraps it up. Uh, I do want to mention though that uh, the tax man cometh, and if uh, if this show has blessed you any at all, uh, please consider going over to GodStoriesRadio.com and pressing the button. We would sure take it any amount because we have to pay like three to five hundred dollars for file the taxes and we could use any help we can get. We appreciate yes, it. We, would. we thank you so much for the folks that support us and we just appreciate it. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So thanks for hanging out with us. That's been uh, session 193. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless. I come to the garden alone. While the dew is still on the roses And the voice I hear falls
Calling on my ear The Son of God Discloses And He walks with me And He talks with me And He tells me I am His own joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known I'd stay in the garden with him though the night around me is fall Ever known.